Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. So today we're in Proverbs 6 and uh, before we go there, let's go to God in prayer. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for all that you've done. I just am so grateful for the way you love us and I'm thankful for the way you speak to us and the way you are involved in our lives on a daily basis. So Father, I lift up this reading today. And I just pray that you would be the one who guides us, that there would be nothing from me, everything from you, that you would be honored and glorified, that your word would go out and be fruitful, and that our hearts, our minds, and our spirits would be touched by you, Holy Spirit, that your wisdom would shine through and fill us completely. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, chapter 6 is... Uh, it's not too long. It's it's about it's thirty one verses, but it's full of lots of lots and lots of wisdom. So it starts out with a warning against folly, and folly is a lack of good sense or foolishness. If we fall into folly and make some bad decisions, it then gives us information and you know strategies for getting out of it, which basically are work really hard. Then there's the section that'll talk about again about adultery, but it's more about listening to your parents' teachings, listening to wisdom and not f- leaning upon our own understanding. So let's go ahead and jump on in and let's go from there. Verse one, my son, if you've put up security for your neighbor, if you have shaken hands in pledge for a stranger, you have been trapped by what you said and snared by the words of your mouth. So do this, my son, to free yourself, since you have fallen into your neighbor's hands. Go to the point of exhaustion, and give your neighbor no rest. Allow no sleep to your eyes, no slumber for your eyelids. Free yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter, like a bird from the snare of the fowler. If you've seen how birds try to get out of nets when you've seen how deer and prey run, it's really, uh, it's really them working really hard. And that's the advice. So you get into chapters in verse six, go to the ant, you sluggard, consider the ways and their ways and be wise. So an ant works, they don't stop working. They work day and night. I mean, they, it's just, they, they work constantly lifting, working, moving, serving. Verse seven, it has no commander, no overseer or ruler, yet it stores its provisions in summer and gathers its food at harvest. How long while will you lie there, you sluggard? So quit being lazy. Work your way out of your predicament. When will you get up from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come on you like a thief and scarcity like an armed man. So the more you delay and you don't work hard, the quicker you're going to lose everything and find yourself with nothing. A troublemaker and a villain who goes out, who goes about with a corrupt mouth, who winks maliciously with his eyes, signals with his feet and motions with his fingers, who plots evil with deceit in his heart. He always stirs up conflict. Therefore, disaster will overtake him in an instant. He will suddenly be destroyed without remedy. There are six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devise, devises wicked schemes, 
feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. So those are seven things that really we should strive not to not to do. It's funny I put when I was when I was swimming and I was an athlete in college, I used to put up sticky notes or little notes for myself to remind me. Even when I was in sales, um, initially I would put up notes reminding me of things to do and to, and to focus on. These are probably some pretty good sticky notes to put up. Don't do these things. And I can sit there and be, Oh, I don't shed innocent blood, but you know, I kind of do when I really hurt someone with a mean word or commentary, it's not their physical death, but it probably cuts them. So yeah, those are things that really I should focus on and make sure I'm do my best not to do them since God hates it. Verse 20, my son, keep your father's commands and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Bind them always on your heart, fasten them around your neck. When you walk, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. When you awake, they will speak to you. For this command is a lamp. This teaching is a light. And correction and instruction are the way of life, keeping you from your neighbor's wife, from the smooth talk of a wayward woman. Do not lust in your heart after her beauty, or let her captivate you with her eyes. For a prostitute can be had for a loaf, a loaf of bread, but another man's wife preys on your very life. And this goes for men too. You know, on the flip side, women don't fall for guys. I mean, they, I mean, it's just historical. We lie. We cheat. We sound really good initially. And then, boom, we're sluggards. We're, we're not what we portray. So this can apply to both sexes. Verse 27. Can a man scoop up fire into his lap without his clothes being burned? Can a man walk on hot coals without his feet being scorched? So is, the, so is he who sleeps with another man's wife. No one who touches her will go unpunished. People do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy his hunger when he, when he is starving. Yet if he is caught, he must pay sevenfold, though it cost him all his wealth. But a man who commits adultery has no sense. Whoever does so destroys himself. Blows and disgrace are his lot, and his shame will, be, will never be wiped away. For jealousy arouses a husband's fury, and he will show no mercy when he takes revenge. He will not accept any compensation. He will refuse a bribe, however great it is. So, as we go through this and we're reading, why is God telling us this? Why is this so important? It's because, again, going back to all of this, he wants us to have a good life. He wants us to have a life of quality, a life that is easy. See, it's when we make ple- put pledge for someone else that all of a sudden we gain that responsibility. We're responsible for that debt. And if that person doesn't perform, then we must. And so we've, we've burdened ourselves greatly with their debt. But if we've done that, then we need to get out of it so we can go back to having a peaceful life. That means we have to work hard. And in general, we need to work hard so that we can store up for the, for the future. And if we don't, well, then we're going to find that ourselves that, we're, that we don't have what we need. That's verses 10 through 11. Next, we, you know, God's telling us, look, don't be around troublemakers because they have evil hearts. They have deceit in their hearts and they're always stirring up conflict. Well, conflict in a community is not something you want to be part of. It just causes 
you to have sleepless nights. So it's one of those situations that you need to avoid to be around people who are always stirring up conflict. And then there's the things where God hates, haughty eyes, which is basically people who look down on others, a lying tongue, one who sheds innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that always rush into evil, a false witness, and then finally someone who stirs up conflict in a community. Those are all things that cause our lives to be difficult. And lastly, when we sleep with other people's family members, when we uh, sleep with their spouses, there's no, re- there's no cure for that. You know, if you get caught stealing, for the most part, you're probably going to, you know, just have to replace it or whatever. And especially if you're starving. But if you are sleeping with someone's spouse, there's really no coming back from that. There's a really good chance that they're going to, you know, in a fit of rage, harm you significantly. So why does God tell us all this stuff? Why does he give us all these warnings? It's because he loves us. He wants our lives to be easy. And if we focus on him, as Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul. And if we then love our neighbors, if we love our neighbors, we're not sleeping with their spouses. We're not stealing from them and we're not stirring up the community. We're living in peace with people. That's the easiest life we can have. So with that, let's go back to God and close with prayer. Thank you, Lord, for your teachings today. I thank you for who you are. I'm grateful for all that you've given us. And I pray, Father, for this time that we would hear from you and we would incorporate it into our hearts. That from your readings, we would take what we need to know. That your Holy Spirit would fill us with your wisdom. And that it would be your words that we hear be your wisdom that we gain and it be your strength that helps us to apply it. So Father, I lift up this time, I lift up this day to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.